This podcast replay is brought to you by Sloman's Home Security. The first 40 Big O listeners right now, dial 1-800-ALARM-ME. We'll get this limited time offer, a free doorbell camera that connects directly to your smartphone with installation of your Sloman's Shield. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. All righty, let's get to it. Let's talk a little Inter-Miami with the one and only michelle kaufman you can follow her on twitter at cough sports and catch her work there at the miami herald michelle good morning good morning how are you very good very good how was uh how was mr laranega after uh the uh the boys uh ended up losing to the cues yesterday yeah they're struggling a little bit you know they're uh wait can you hear me yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. They've lost okay. five. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, they've lost four out of the last five games. Um, they're 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 definitely struggling. And uh, Norchad O'Meara is dealing with an ankle injury. He's you know supposed to practice today. We'll see how he does. Wuga Poplar is also dealing still with a sprained ankle that happened just after. Uh, Christmas, and he has not been the same. In fact, Coach L pointed out that he hasn't really dunked very much since then uh, because his his launching foot is his left foot, and the left foot is the left ankle is the one that's is sprained. So he said, even though he's playing and he's trying to power through it, he has not been the same, and he has not been flying up in the air the way he was before December, before late December. So uh, they're dealing with some injuries and you know right now they're they're not where they were last year at this point uh so they've got they've got some catching up to do that's for sure yeah let's uh i mean listen i'm i i don't worry about uh coach l he'll be fine he'll he'll figure things out and hopefully um they can uh have a better showing against notre dame on wednesday all right so let's get to the team that should be pretty damn exciting this year and that is Inter Miami. Although I am worried how they've added so many games, and it's almost like a world tour, you know, for uh, for it's Messi. Not almost. It's not almost. It is a world tour. It's twenty four thousand miles. They're playing seven games over five countries, and the countries are not near us. The countries are Saudi Arabia, to you know Tokyo, Japan, and Hong Kong. So these are places that are not exactly next door to the United States. They're playing seven games over five countries in a two-week span. Uh, you know, they've already lost Facundo Farias in the first game. Uh, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. He's going to have surgery. He's done for the year. So, you know, it's, it is risky. I think the, the biggest storyline to me going into this season is – how the club is going to balance or if they will find a way to balance the money opportunities versus the goal of winning trophies. Uh, there's two goals at work here, the goal of making money and, you know, spreading the brand and selling lots of shirts and selling lots of Apple subscriptions and getting people to pay attention to MLS around the globe which was the idea when they signed Lionel Messi and all his friends. The idea was this is now going to expand the MLS brand across the universe, which it has and which it will. But at what expense? 
that is the question. Um, I really feel like this team, there's never been anything like it in MLS, even when Beckham came. Uh, there was a little bit when Beckham came, but this is about, you know, the business side of Inter Miami and MLS versus the sporting side. How do those two sides coexist? How are they going to deal? And right now the decision was to play seven games over five countries with some guys who are in their mid to late thirties. So, you know, we'll see, it remains to be seen, but it is certainly a concern going into this season. This preseason is like no other preseason that's ever been played by an MLS team. Is, is the league a, a little, I guess, bothered maybe or something that the preseason games aren't against their teams? Uh, I don't think so because I think they they want to spread the brand globally. Okay. <laughs> and people are going to be tuning in to an MLS team. It's, it's inner Miami, but they are. They are, in essence, an MLS team, even though it almost seems like they're their own. It's almost like they're the Harlem Globetrotters. You know what I mean? They're like a traveling show that happens to play in MLS. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how the MLS officials feel or executives. I feel I haven't asked them, but they probably have mixed feelings because one of the things that league really wants is to have fans in Europe and in Asia and in the Middle East and in Africa and in Australia, they want fans around the world to take this league seriously. And they want players, other players around the world to take this league seriously. They want good players to choose to come here. And if, if people around the world can tune in on their Apple device anywhere in the world and see Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez, Sergio Busquets, and Jordi Alba playing in MLS, that's a great advertisement for the league. So, you know, on one hand, I think they're probably happy that they're getting worldwide uh, exposure. On the other hand, you know, I mean, and Apple is in a $2 billion deal with, ML with MLS. So these games are going to be on Apple. These games in Saudi Arabia, in Japan, and in Hong Kong are going to be on Apple. And the Apple is in a $2 billion deal with MLS. So everybody benefits from these games. The only thing that doesn't benefit maybe is if the these guys come back tired or right. worse, injured. Injured or tired before the season opener, February 21st against Real Salt Lake. Yeah, and, and I saw that uh, Messi played a half in, in, in Salvador, so that obviously they're going to pace him too, you know, which is smart. All, of You're gonna... All four of those guys played exactly one half, and right. then they came out. And, yes, they will be paced. Um, clearly, the games that are in Saudi Arabia, Tokyo, and Hong Kong – those promoters paid a lot of money and there are contractual obligations for those big name players to play. I don't know the exact number of minutes, but they are definitely going to play because they're going to be contractually obligated to play by those promoters. Those promoters did not pay however millions they're paying, you know, to right. see other players on the inner Miami team. I won't name any names because I don't want to insult anybody, but you know, they're paying to see Messi and friends uh, and then their their teammates. So it's going to be really interesting to me. I mean, you know, on one hand, the team will bond 
This team is going to travel and be together more than any other MLS team. They're going to be on very long flights, like 16, 17-hour flights. Uh, they're going to be on really long flights together. They're going to be on the road for a full two weeks together starting this Thursday. They're leaving this Thursday, and they don't come back till February 8th or 9th. So they're going to be together for a long time. That can be good for team chemistry. They're going to get to know each other really well. They're going to play games against some good players, uh, including Cristiano Ronaldo, although horror of horrors, he is injured right now. He has an ankle injury, I believe, and he is supposed to miss a couple of weeks. So he is questionable for the big showdown of Ronaldo against Messi, which was the one game that was, I'm sure, going to be the most viewed in the world of these seven. So it remains to be seen whether he'll play. But, you know, they're going to play against some decent opponents. They're going to bond as a team. All of that is good. Certainly financially, it's it's good. They're going to make a lot of money, The you know, the, the teams and the league and a Apple and Adidas and everything. What did they pay for those games? That's what I would love to know. What did they pay Inter Miami? For, I now, don't know. It's in the millions. I mean, it's in the million. I don't I'm, know exactly, but we're talking many, many figures. We're definitely talking seven figures. You know, is, is this money goes directly to Inter, or does it go to the league and then goes to Inter? Well, the league, you know, the league owns all the teams officially. It's a single entity league, so the league is going to make money. Inter Miami is going to make money. I also wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Messi has appearance fees built into his contract as well uh you know that any appearances that he does outside of league play he gets some kind of bonus and that may not only be him that may be some other guys on the team too i don't know all the details of their contracts but appearance fees are something that you know i know do get worked into contracts uh for players of that level so you know there we're talking about huge amounts of money for these exhibition games so it you know that's the big, the big, big, big question is, is it too much? Is it too much travel? How much are they going to play? Tata, how is he going to manage minutes? The load management on this team is going to be the biggest storyline, in my opinion, for the whole season. Because you've got, first of all, they could play potentially 60 games if they were to make the final. Now, I know that's kind of, you know, far-fetched, but... If they were to make the final of all the four tournaments that Inter-Miami will be entered in, they will play 60 games this year. The regular MLS season is only 34 games. So, you know, and let's not forget Copa America is in the United States this summer. June 20th, June 20th starts Copa America to July 14th. The players who are from, I mean, Leo Messi is going to be playing for Argentina. Luis Suarez is going to be playing for Uruguay. Uh, Drake Callender could possibly be playing for the United States. I'm not sure about DeAndre Yedlin. Um, you know, uh, Kramaski is, is possibly going to be playing for the Olympic team for the United States this summer in Paris. So these guys, in addition to potentially 60 <laughs> club games that are out there, there are also international obligations that some of these guys are going to have. So it's a very, very, very crowded schedule. And, and they are under pressure 
because everyone wants to see Messi and friends to play these guys, but they also have to preserve them somehow so that they're not dead by midseason. So I really think that it's going to be a big challenge for Tata Martino and his staff and for the business side to know when to back off um, because there is, you know, there is just, it seems like unlimited amounts of money to be made by this group, but they also have to win some games because if they just go out there and lose all the time, you know, tying to El Salvador, I know it was only six days of training camp. I know it's early. I don't think anyone expected them to tie El Salvador. Uh, you know, I would think that everyone figured that they would have scored one goal by halftime, having four of the best players in recent history playing against El Salvador, and they didn't, and they didn't. So they, they've got work to do. They've got work to do. That's not a game that they're motivated for, too. That's the thing. It wasn't like a motivated effort that you saw against against El Salvador. And, and here's a follow-up question I have to that. So you just played El Salvador. Tonight you're in the Cotton Bowl to take yeah. on Dallas. That's three days later. I, I'm not a big fan of that. I would imagine that the, the big players aren't even playing today against Dallas because they got home at 2 a.m. They arrived at 2 a.m. They arrived at 2 a.m. Uh, Saturday. They right. arrived they late Friday night. They arrived at 2 a.m. Saturday. They had Saturday off. I believe they trained yesterday and they flew last night. So they got home at 2 a.m. Saturday. They flew Sunday night with, I believe, some kind of training Sunday morning. Um, you know, it's, it's again, you can't yeah. play messy tonight. You cannot play messy tonight. Not one second. That would be so irresponsible to put Messi on the pitch tonight. To be quite honest, I don't care about the Dallas fans and I don't think they do either. Cause that seems to be like an MLS game. You got the Halal game coming after a week later. That's what you do. Now you let Messi rest till next week. And then you go on the road to uh, where is it, Qatar or wherever the hell you're going to go play Halal? Or, where is Saudi, it? Yeah, Saudi Arabia, Saudi yeah. Arabia, and then Tokyo, and then uh, Hong Kong and Tokyo. By the way, um, the game tonight is not on Apple. The game tonight is on is being streamed on MLSsoccer.com. Apple is showing the two Saudi games, the Hong Kong game, and the Tokyo game. So you that just, is where the Apple the Apple interest is in those games. You just told me everything told me I need everything. to know. Money, Me money, money. No, yeah. Messi, Messi clearly is not Messi. playing. He's not playing because he would be on Apple. If Apple's running the show here. So if he's not playing, that's why he's not on Apple. That, I mean, right. Well, he didn't, but he did play against El Salvador, and that game also was not on Apple. But no, but my point is once he played on the 19th, there's right. no way he plays tonight. No way he plays. There's no way I would play Busquets. There's no way I would play Alba. I wouldn't play any of the big guys uh, tonight. Tonight I'd be playing all my backups and all the young guys against Dallas, and I'm saving all the studs for the you know the next game against Halal on the 29th. That's that's what. I mean. That's why you have to be. Very, that's you know you mentioned it at the beginning of this interview. They've got to be very careful how they pace these guys because, I mean, there's a lot on the line here. You 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 need to you need to win 
because it's not it's not going to be a good look for you either if you're not winning an MLS Cup at the end of the year. Not only is it not a good look, they doubled the prices of season tickets. And my husband is one of them. And he said to me, this is all fine and dandy that they're playing all these games around the world and Apple and Adidas and this and that. I am an MLS season ticket holder with Inter Miami. They doubled my price, okay? He paid 3000 something. He's now paying 7000 something for the seat that he sat in last year. He said, I want them to win the MLS games. I want them to win the games that I am paying double to see. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if they win this cup and the league's cup and this and that. I paid MLS season tickets double the price of what I paid last year. I want to see wins against MLS teams. The games that the 17 games that I paid to see double, he wants to see wins in those 17 games. So the pressure is on for them to win MLS games in addition to they now have not only League's Cup, U.S. Open Cup, they have the CONCACAF Champions Cup, which they qualified for by winning League's Cup. So that's one more cup that they really want to win because that leads to the World Club Championship. So it's a prestigious tournament. There's also money, more money involved. So they are going to take that as a priority, definitely over U.S. Open Cup. So they have CONCACAF. I don't think the U.S. Open Cup is going to be a big priority this year anymore. I don't know. So. They already said that MLS said initially that they're going to play their second teams. U.S. Soccer came out and protested and said that that's not allowed, that they can't just play their second teams. So now they're going to, you know, they can still say, OK, we're going to play our teams, but they will just play the backups and bring up some players from the second team for those right. games. So, yeah, U.S. Open Cup is the last priority. But they still have this Champions Cup of, of CONCACAF. They're going to have the League's Cup, They're gonna, and which is on Apple, and which is MLS and Liga MX, you know, and then the and then the MLS regular season. So where are the priorities? Who's going to play when? And the fact that they charged the Inter-Miami season ticket holders double the price for all the seats. They're going to want to see wins. They're going to want to see wins, and they should. With that lineup that they have, with that lineup that they have, they should they should win MLS games. Yes, they should. Yeah, they should dominate. They should dominate, yeah. and they should be the favorites to 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 win it all. All right, should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Michelle, what are you working on in the Herald so uh, folks can check you out? Oh God, it's just I'm really busy with with Inter Miami with this training camp. With uh, there are going to be some new signings. Uh, you know, Kamal Miller left. Kamal Miller was traded to Portland, where he reunited uh, with Bill Neville. That hurt, that hurt, hurt. I, hurt. I that think hurt. that's a big loss. I do on the field and off. He was a great team leader, also a very smart player, very smart defender on the uh, Canadian national team. Good uh, guy and good player. They lost him. I think. Uh, I don't think I know. They've already signed a guy. They just haven't announced it. But an Argentine, yet another Argentine player. He'll be the sixth player from Argentina. Uh, center back named Nico Freire. Freire. Uh, he's 29 years old. He was on Pumas. He was playing in the Mexican League. He's been on loan in, in Greece this season. Um, he's going to come on a one-year loan. And I think he will be you know, fighting for a starting job at center back. Uh, they're probably going to lose a couple of other players because they're over the number of players that they're allowed to have on the roster at the moment. So, you know, for roster compliance, by the time the season starts, 
they're going to have to unload a few, a few players to have the number of players that they have. So there are going to be um, some, you know, some uh, still a few more changes, but with the roster that they have right now, uh, they should win. And what am I working on is that I'm working on keeping up with this crazy team and with this traveling circus um, and then University of Miami basketball, men and women. Uh, I cover both of those two. So they both, the women's team actually just had a huge win. They upset NC State, the number four team in the country. That was very unexpected. Uh, and then the men's team to see if they can get out of this slump. So I'm juggling, I'm juggling three balls. Two, I'm juggling two basketballs and one soccer ball at the moment. There you go. That's right. Use the nose to hold it up when you're, you know, <laughs> in between the juggling, you can, you know, pause it there in the nose for a couple of seconds, Michelle. Okay. And then you'll, yes. you'll continue the juggle. <laughs> Follow her on Twitter at cough sports oh, and catch sure. your exceptional work there at the Miami Herald. As always, thank you for the time. Have a fantastic week. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You got it. There you go. The great Michelle Kaufman. Love it. Love it.